This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we answer your questions, but before we begin, a few announcements. You know, if you have any questions, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Maybe you have a special story about your career you want to share to inspire others, or you want to share your aerospace career with others by becoming on the show. We'll read your actual career right here on the Aviation Careers Podcast, or we'd love to have you on the show. Just check it out, aviationcareerspodcast.com, how to be a guest. Also, the uh, at Aviation careers podcast we have the scholarships guide and many other courses and you can go to that scholarships guide very easily by aviationcareerspodcast.com click on the scholarships also you can obviously visit aerospacescholarships.com 36 new scholarships and four updates is what we have right now in the scholarships guide we're adding more changing them on a consistent basis also through the generosity of others don't forget to try using the coupon pay it forward pay it forward one word you may actually get a free coupon the way that works is that certain people want to donate through the pay it forward campaign you can click on that and also through the patreon account if you want to be a patron uh, you can find out more for as little as ten dollars a month uh, or excuse me one dollar a month actually you can actually help somebody uh, get a scholarships guide for every ten dollars that we get through the patreon account we will actually give away one scholarship, Scott. So go check that out. Also, another announcement, April 2020, our career coaching is changing pricing. It's uh, actually going to be $100 per session. The session's usually an hour. And um, it's what's interesting is that also I want you to start looking at my schedule. One thing that we've changed is I'm actually taking one day off a week. Imagine that. Uh, we used to work seven days a week. White said, nope, we got to only work six days a week. So we're, uh, we're cutting it back. As you know, I work for the airlines. As an airline pilot, flying Airbus A321, and I love doing it. But uh, also, I, and I don't, gosh, I get like 20 days off a month, 15 to 20 days off a month. Um, but I also have to have time for my home life, et cetera. So that's what we're, we're going to is only working six days a week. So check my schedule if you want to do a career coaching session. By the way, if you're somebody who's interested in uh, coaching, what we do is we help you move forward in your career many different ways. We put a plan together. Uh, you get unbiased advice as opposed to working with your family as far as, hey, this is what I want to do. Am I crazy to do this? You know, I hear that often. Uh, say you're going on term leave and you don't know what to do left. Terminal leave uh, with the military, that is. And uh, or you're changing careers. This is a uh, career 2.0, uh, or it's an encore career. Whatever it may be, maybe it's a part-time career in aviation, and you want some advice. What we do is we go through a plan, we give you homework, and then we follow up with a session. Many times, people only need one session, and they're on to the airlines. And then uh, on average, it takes like a, a five hours throughout the person's career, a person's career, to actually make it to the airlines. Because we also do uh, not just the coaching and putting a plan together. We follow up and we make sure that you're ready for your airline interviews, both with the regionals, the majors, and also with corporate aviation. So a lot of people have been asking me about the coaching, so that's the reason I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. The reason I don't advertise it quite as much lately is that we we have gotten a little bit busy, so what I'd like you to do is check out our, our coaching schedule and uh, see what you can do there as far as 
you know, getting into the schedule, but we're going to try to do a little bit more online with videos uh, because I think I mentioned before uh, the holidays I had hired somebody to uh, partner with somebody to actually do some of the videos. We're going to start doing more on YouTube, little short videos, seven-minute videos for uh, aviation careers. It's going to be under my channel. Uh, look for that in the future. Um, but one of the things I want to do is I want to start explaining some of these things that may not be uh, really specific to the career, but are something that you're interested in. So if there's a video you want me to talk about something, that'd be great. Also, it gives me a way to connect with you personally. You know, here I am in your ears, uh, but I like to look at you and talk to you. So uh, this is, you know, just a great opportunity for me to do that. Uh, I know I've been wanting to meet with all of you uh, on an individual basis while I'm in different cities. I haven't been able to do that that much, but I think this is a next best thing to reach out to you. As a matter of fact, right now, I am in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota is where I, I flew in last night. And for those that are in the career that are moving forward, just to, I like to get a little bit technical, but uh, like I said, this we'll save that for maybe a YouTube video. If you're interested in hearing about what I'm about to explain in a YouTube video, let me know. Um, I landed on 30 left. Uh, doing the Muscle 3 arrival, uh, the, I can't even say the, the SUDA transition, C-E-W-D-A transition. I'm probably killing that one. Uh, but it was quite interesting because we, we got the arrival, uh, came in. I think we were coming from New York. That's right, New York. And we landed here about midnight or so, and we did the arrival. I can talk a little bit about the different restrictions on the arrival, getting vectored to final, the different things that you have to know, the different types of clearances, going from uh, a actual clearance on the arrival, vectors to final, and then a visual clearance to a landing. Uh, there's some really interesting things uh, that we can talk about as far as restrictions on that arrival. Just because uh, a lot of you are looking at this as a career, I think it'd be neat to have that kind of technical video. We do more of that technical stuff, obviously, on uh, Stuck Mike Avcast, but uh, if you're interested in feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, don't forget, all these questions, whether you write me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, whatever it is, we're going to go over those questions here online uh, and right here in these Q&A sessions. Write me, and what I'll do, if it's, a, it's really personal, I'll kind of you know, change it and just give you a quick summary of the person's question and then go from there. And this is really actually a lot of fun for me to do this, uh, to do these type of answers. And by the way, I, I think uh, I always tell people exactly where I am now when I'm recording this. Right now I'm recording from downtown Minneapolis in uh, our overnight hotel. This is a really cool city. This is another neat thing about the job. You get to visit all these different cities. And they have this thing called the Skywalk where you can walk between buildings because it's so darn cold here. When I woke up this morning, it was 14 degrees. Uh, so I want to go out, but I really don't like to walk out in that kind of weather. Well, I can actually go to all the places I want to go downtown just by walking between the buildings. There's only one place I can't get to. Uh, that's the museum, the Mill City Museum, which I actually love in this uh, city, and then I actually have to walk to or take an Uber ride there. These are the kind of unique um, type of experiences you get as an as a pilot, whether it's an airline pilot, etc., or you know, fi flight attendant. Uh, you get to travel to all these really cool places. Anyway, let's get going on some of the questions here. Uh, first question comes in. It says, uh, you know, I have a unique situation, and I'm wondering if I'd be able to get hired by an airline. I'm a veteran using my GI Bill to get my commercial ratings and eventually become a CFI. After being in the military, I received a bad conduct discharge for theft. Um, I was able to keep my benefits and since then turned my life around. 
and graduate from college with a bachelor's degree and uh, put that discharge long, long behind me. Will an airline still take me with that on my record? Uh, the simple answer is yes, but what you need to do is you have to have uh, your explanation as to what happened and you have to explain yourself as far as how things have changed. The important thing, I think, is what you're talking about. We don't know exactly how long it's been, but the, the further away from that incident, uh, the better your chances are of getting hired. So, for instance, say you were um, arrested for theft week before your training and they go through your background. That may not be good. But if you have, it's happened 10, 15, 20 years ago, and think, obviously people change and people realize that. It's kind of similar to when we talk about uh, getting hired with a uh, arrest for uh, you know, operating a vehicle under the influence, DWI, whatever you want to call it. Those type of things can be worked around uh, with the airlines, but there are some little hoops we have to jump through. If it's been very recent, if it's been far in the past, usually it's not as big of a, a challenge there. But uh, yes, if it's way in your past, I, uh, it's something that you just need to be prepared that every single interview that you go to they're going to ask that same question about that and about that challenge and uh, what you learn from it, move forward. Uh, the worst thing you can do is kind of blame everybody else for, for what happened in your life. I know I, I say that a lot of times. Even if it was somebody else's fault, um, you still need to move forward. If you were pressured into doing something when you were younger uh, and you did it and you got in trouble for it, yeah, that's, that, that happens. Um, and I'm of the belief that everybody you know, really does uh, – deserve a second chance. So I think that's uh, pretty important. But great question. I uh, That's the simple answer. And then uh, moving forward, though, as far as getting ready for that airline interview, you really, or whatever uh, aviation interview, you really need to start thinking about what your story is going to be when you, ex you explain that. So uh, so no, don't give up on the career, uh, but just be ready for that challenge in the future. That's all. Moving on to the next question. Let's see, what do we have here? Actually, I'm at the hotel. just worked out. That's why I'm kind of short of breath. But um, says here, and this comes in from Facebook, of course, uh, says, uh, at 41, I'm enrolled in a 121 school and was well into IFR training with only three ground lessons remaining and the rest of my flying to do. My only ambition and desire with this career change was commercial airline piloting. By accident, I discovered I had diabetes and immediately was grounded. Had to withdraw. Now the FAA has recently changed their approach to diabetics. Uh, I'm not insulin dependent. I've done a tremendous job of steering my health back to normal. But the cat's out of the bag. Uh, now I'm 43. Do you think the hurdles slash red tape are still in place at the FAA making this a futile pursuit? First of all, there are uh, interesting that you mentioned this because I have a, and I would love to have him on the show. I'm not sure he wants to come on, but he doesn't mind me relating this. And he actually wound up getting type 2 diabetes, and this is back in 2000, I think. Or no, 2001. Uh, beginning of 2001, he discovered he had type 2 diabetes. And he's an airline pilot to this day. And the reason being, there's always you've always been able to become an airline pilot with type 2 diabetes, depending <laughs> and depending on uh, a few things that you have to go through. And I'm not going to go into specifics here, but there is a process, if you do have type 2 diabetes, that you would be able to still get your medical. What you need to do is work with somebody who's good at, at actually getting that medical. And by the way, I have, link, I have a link in the bottom of the show notes here. But if you look at my biggest recommendation is go to my recommended reading tab – 
Uh, I know I probably should have named it something else, but uh, recommended reading. Under there, there's uh, one company that I use. There's a couple of them out there that you can consult with. It's called Aviation Medical Advisory Services, AMAS. Click on them. They have a consultation. I think it's like $100 or $75. I can't remember. First consultation. Say, hey, this is what I want to do. They'll actually take over your case and move forward with it. Certain cases that can be more difficult, say you've had uh, some kind of a heart issue, et cetera, it gets a little bit expensive, but uh, if you really want to do this as a career, then yeah, you can actually go through AMAS and say, this is what I want to do. Help me get through this. And they'll help you with that. Just uh, make sure you use their, their services, no matter who it is, and make sure you, you do it right and you do it uh, the way they tell you to do it. Because if you're hiring someone to help you out, uh, you really kind of have to go through that process with them. It's really, it's one of those things that, yeah, I know it's changed, so things have gotten a little bit easier, but there's a lot of folks out there that are still flying uh, that have uh, non-insulin-dependent diabetes. The other part of it is if you're insulin-dependent, then that's something that we're moving forward with in the United States that they've done in uh, the UK and, and Canada, kind of following their models. And that's what's really the big news. So yes, type 2 diabetes, been going on for years. It's like people with one eye that's been able to fly. So something I really want you to... Uh, to look at and make sure you you don't get discouraged but you make a plan and you move forward with it so make sure you do that and again i'll have that link link under there um and also and by the way the other links i have i talked about the arrival procedure i made some links at the bottom of the podcast to to actually look at that arrival procedure and what i'll do is i'll just put a short video together and put it on the youtube channel just describing you know what it is what that is and uh, i'll mention this episode talk a little bit about that and how we actually do that arrival. Most of these R&M arrivals are for jets and that type of thing, but some more and more are available to folks flying piston aircraft. But you will be asked these on interviews, so it's a good thing to know. Anyway, moving right along to the next question. By the way, thanks for that one. Asks, um, says, good day. Love the podcast, by the way. I'm so happy to have discovered you via the Pilot to Pilot podcast. Uh, you're easily in my top five, and I'm always looking for the new content. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Pilot to Pilot podcast is awesome. I really like his interviews and the different people he has on. A little bit different format, but uh, it's neat to to talk to all those different pilots that are out there. And anyway, he continues. I'm a Canadian commercial pilot. I'm looking for scholarships in Canada to help with building hours and or help towards my multi-engine and IFR ratings. Does the guide have any scholarships for Canadians? I work full-time. Uh, studied to be an AME, uh, known as AMP technician in the U.S., um, and I'm 39 years old. Uh, yeah, AME is a little bit different, by the way, in the U.S., aviation medical examiner, but anyway. Uh, to work as a pilot is a lifelong goal for me, and I've had to endure certain hurdles that prolonged its realization, but I haven't given up. Uh, kindly wait your response. By the way, there are scholarships for Canadians in there. Uh, it's just like everything else. Uh, a lot of organizations are starting to realize that this is a really an important way to make this uh, grow and make the actual the possibility of, of staving off a lot of this shortage of pilots is by helping people financially. That's a big, big hurdle. It's time and money, time and money, right? So by helping people with the money, then uh, we will be able to move forward and maybe not have this really bad crunch in this uh, this pilot shortage or lack of qualified pilots that we have that we're seeing at the airlines. And by the way, just to talk towards that point, as far as the scholarships are concerned and the and the shortage of pilots, there are, and I'm working towards changing this attitude, there are a lot of people who are just focusing on the young folks and uh, just had a meeting with an organization the other day, and they're totally focused on 
just the younger folks getting involved. But I think one of the things we have to realize, there's a lot of folks in their, their middle-aged folks that want to actually change careers that we kind of forget about. By having scholarships for those people and focusing on that, that's something we really, really need to do. And that's something that I've been a big promoter of and will continue to do that consistently uh, and as much as I can for you folks. But uh, anyway, yep. Scholarships in the Canadian scholarships are out there, and we will have some more folks actually who are flying in Canada on the show. But uh, look forward to hearing more about your journey uh, as far as going forward in your career. I think it's really, really cool that you're doing this now. Anyway, uh, next, uh, let's see, our next one comes up here. Says, hey, Carl, just want to say that I really appreciate the Aviation Careers podcast. I listen to all sorts of aviation related content, and yours is a staple. After a few months of this, I've made the decision at 43 to do what I've always wanted to do, and that's pursue a career as a professional pilot. Well, congratulations on making that decision. That's really, really cool. I'm very excited for you. Currently 10 hours into my private pilot course and looking to roll in a Part 141 course this summer. Purchased a scholarships guide and was wondering if you have a condensed list for those of us with a few gray hairs. If this is something that is reserved for an hour coaching, then uh, I'd be money well spent. That never hurts to ask, right? Just trying to uh, take your advice and do one small thing every day to progress towards the goal. Now, one of the things that we've thought about doing, and I've actually we just had a meeting today or uh, talked a little bit about it online, as far as making a, a actual different section of the scholarships guide for those people that are are mid career changers or out of college. We're not really sure what to call it. It's easy to designate it like uh, 30 and over, 40 and over, 50 and over, that kind of thing. But we want to say, you know, make sure that this is focused, this section that we're putting together is focused on people that are are not in high school or college. Those folks that are not in high school or college. So the way I like it that way because it may be someone who never went to college or maybe someone who never uh, got a scholarship in high school or didn't do anything in aviation. So we're trying to do that and we're trying to put that together, uh, that section. We're just trying to come up with a good name for it as far as that section is concerned. And gosh, you know what? As the more, like I said, the more I bang on this door and say, hey, there's more scholarships out there. There's more people that want to change careers late in life. I think people are starting to realize that, yeah, we need to focus on this group of people. I mean, because these, and that's the thing that, and I've been saying this for so long, is that these are the people that know exactly what they want to do. A lot of times they're not going to change to another career. They're the ones that are going to really enjoy themselves at the airlines because a lot of times you see people that are really you know, gosh, they're discouraged now. And you hear that on the forums. They hate their job. They hate being an airline pilot. And one of the reasons is it's like the only thing they've ever done and they don't know anything else. Um, and sometimes it's like, gosh, you know, I, I think maybe I should have taken some time to do something else in life. By that mid-career changer, they've already done that. They've taken that other time and, and gone forward and and had a lot of fun doing whatever career it is. I mean, I've I've had a lot of fun doing all the different careers I've had in different businesses, et cetera, and it's been just a blast. This one is wonderful because I get the time off and I get to fly to all sorts of places. I can make extra money if I want to. It's just a blast. And it's really hard. Here's the other thing that's that discourages people that get into this career that have been into it for such a long time is you make so much money compared to most that what happens is you feel like that translates into anything else. And they're like, well, gosh, you know, I could go do something else. And it's like, well, those other people that are making the same kind of money that you're making are usually people with either higher degrees or been in business for a long time, et cetera. 
Uh, it's one of the, and that's one of the things that's tough is you can't replace this income very easily. I mean, say you go out and run a, an ice cream shop or something like that or, or whatever it may be. I mean, you make a few hundred thousand a year. Well, just go become an airline captain. You can make more than that. So that's why it's – and it's much easier. You get half the month off. So, and you compare those things. And that's why I think that people get discouraged. Like, gosh, I can make more money doing this other thing. But they don't realize those other things, you can work 70 to 80 hours a week. I mean, and trust me, I mean, I'm not gonna, it's not the subject of this podcast, but, you know, owning a business, you work 70, 80 hours a week. And like I talked about, I take one day off a week. It doesn't mean I don't have phone calls and emails coming in. Uh, but, uh, but yes, I really think to get back to your point, I think it's really important that we look towards scholarships and, and people that uh, are, <laughs> have a few more gray hairs, et cetera. And the industries realize that they're starting to, to look towards those, which is really, really good. So anyway, thanks for the question. And yes, we are working on that uh, portion of the scholarships guide. All right, next question comes in. Somebody didn't really want to be identified, and we always honor that request. As a matter of fact, we don't identify anybody on here, but uh, this one is very specific. Um, He uh, writes in and says, after listening to the Commute Air episode, uh, had a look at their website. Everything looks good, except I was surprised that pilots only get one week vacation per year, and it takes 14 years for it to ramp up to four weeks. Uh, this pilot is actually not in this country, so he was uh, curious, says, is one week vacation normal for carriers in the USA? It doesn't seem like much. Um, and this is interesting because it's, yes, it's pretty normal, one week vacation. We, in the US in general, we don't get many holidays, we don't get many uh, vacation time. We, compared to many other countries, uh, work a lot more hours. And uh, it's interesting, you know, having lived in, you know, a, a Commonwealth country, uh, which this person's from, the, it's a big difference even with holidays. It's another one, by the way, it wasn't mentioned here. Holidays, gosh, we don't have as many holidays. I remember getting Boxing Day off, and I think I gave away, yeah, I said Commonwealth country, but yeah, Boxing Day off and those kind of things. And it's really interesting that, um, that we don't have all those holidays. But it's just, it's just the way it is here in the U.S. It's more customary. Now, with that said, Let's go to the second part of the question. The 24, uh, it takes, what, 24 years, I think is what he said. I forget what it was. Uh, to get, four, excuse me, 14 years to, to ramp up to four weeks vacation. Some places are longer than that. That's where you have to start looking towards the airline that you work for. Some airlines, it's better than that. The Legacies is a good example. But the Regionals, the Regionals are really set up for the majority of the people to only be there for a short amount of time. So it's kind of made that way so that you don't get a lot of hours uh, or excuse me, you don't build a lot of vacation hours, I should say, and vacation time because they know you're going to move on. Uh, it, they they get it. It's in their budget that way, and it works works to their advantage. Uh, during this whole process of having, you know, with the shortage of pilots, will that change? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's something that you just got to get used to uh, coming to the U.S., that's for sure. Um, anyway, continuing with the, the next one, it says, I have a type ratings. And this is the same person. A lot of time in uh, larger aircraft like uh, Boeing 747, 767s, Airbuses, and uh, A380s, with much of it in uh, pilot and command time. Uh, but no college degree. Would a U.S.-based, would any U.S.-based airlines hire a guy like me? Of course, of course they will. Happens. It's been happening for years. I mean, I, gosh, I work with guys been flying 20 years with the airlines, and they uh, have no college degree. Some. Um, uh, gosh, one just got got a GED, which nothing wrong with that, but did not go to college. But if you have twenty five thousand hours and a ton of experience with airlines, yeah, you can get hired. Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit tougher for certain airlines, 
But for most of them, yeah, you can get hired in the U.S. It's kind of interesting. Really, the most important thing is is experience. And just remember, of course, with the regionals, you don't need a degree. They prefer to see you working towards a degree, obviously. Uh, but you don't need a degree to get hired. It's uh, more based on your hours. And they're, uh, depending on the age, yeah, it's really, you could get a job right away. Uh, so, no, don't let that, if you're looking to move to the U.S., uh, something like that, yeah, don't let that discourage you. Uh, obviously, different system, et cetera. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. By the way, thanks so much for that uh, question. I really appreciate it. And uh, really, thanks for, for writing in. And obviously, if anybody writes in, we do keep it anonymous. Feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Moving on to the next question says, I'm a married 43-year-old father of two, and I have 14 hours of private pilot training that's taken me four years to accomplish due to my family cash constraints. Uh, hey, by the way, I feel you. There was a, a time I had to take three years off and didn't do any ratings. Uh, this happens in life, you know, and, and you have these little stoppages, but the most important thing, obviously, is your family. Uh, moving on, he says, at this rate, I'll never get my private pilot license. It was suggested I see if there are scholarships available for someone like me or are your scholarships only for career-minded folks that are already pilots. If you're a scholarship for me, I'll purchase your guide. Thanks for your help. But by the way, these, there are scholarships for everybody out there, people that want to do advanced ratings, uh, some folks that don't even want to look towards a career in aviation. This is because the industry is realizing, yeah, they, there's more and more scholarships that need to give away to people to make them, encourage them to move forward with different ratings. Some are awards, they're $1,000, some are $15,000, some are much more than that. Uh, yeah, but they're out there. Obviously, we talk a lot about scholarships, and, and really the scholarships guide has has really become something that I've been, I do it, because I'm involved with it every day now. It's really something that I think is going to change our industry and change the lives of many people. But, yeah, don't be discouraged. Get out there. Try to start applying for certain scholarships. Obviously, half of the ones that are there that are out there in the guide are for people that are a lot younger, that type of thing. Well, actually, there's some great questions. Uh, don't forget, we're going to start putting together some videos. I'm probably going to put on my own personal YouTube channel because I do so many different things, and I do so many different stuff like Stuck Mike, Aviation Curse Podcast, etc. I'll probably just put on my own uh, personal YouTube channel. I'll give you a link to that once we get that up and running. And uh, it really kind of excited because the person that's helping me with this, you probably know them, but I'm not going to give that away right yet until we start doing it. Uh, also, don't forget in the show notes, remember I talked about the different links to the podcast, etc. Oh, and to, to the different... Uh, uh, arrivals, et cetera. And one thing I don't want to, I want to remind you is that, you know, one of the cool things about this job is all the exciting things you get to see and do. There's also another cool thing here. I am in Minneapolis and I want to mention there's this really neat aircraft viewing area. If you're in the area, you can uh, take an Uber there or whatever, and you go out, take some photos. Uh, I have a link to it. It's the, I think the Google maps link or something like that. It's the Minneapolis St. Paul aircraft viewing area. You can drive down there. Now, there's a fence there, so if you're really into aircraft spotting and you want to take some pictures, a lot of folks, what they'll do, and um, just be careful when you do this, they'll bring a, a step stool or a small ladder and get up on the ladder and, and take pictures of the airplanes to, over the fence. There's some really cool pictures of some airplanes. As a matter of fact, if you look at that link I have, there's a really cool, I think Iceland Air has a, a neat, I forget which one it was, but it's a really cool looking aircraft that they have out there. So real, check that out. 
Um, you know, Air New Zealand, Iceland Air, I love both of those uh, companies. Aircraft colors are really cool. There's a lot of other really neat aircraft out there. So to go check that out. They also have this little neat board that's out there. It's a guide to what aircraft are uh, taking off, landing at that airport. Uh, it really, and if you're waiting for a flight, you can actually sit there and watch the airplane, then go over to the terminal and pick up the person. And it really, it's neat because it's, it's cool for people that love aviation. It's also cool for people that want to learn a little bit more about aviation. And you don't have to wait very long. Uh, it was actually, it's not far from the runway Atlanta. It overlooks uh, 3-1 left uh, runway there. So check that out. It's really, really cool. Also, like I said, the Minneapolis-St. Paul. We'll go over that as far as a video, as far as the arrival and that type of stuff. But uh, don't forget that one of the things that we do here at Aviation Careers Podcast is both encourage you uh, and inspire you and hopefully give you some good knowledge that you can use in the future in your aviation career. But I want you to also think about if you're involved in the career, just passing it and move, you know, pay it forward to somebody else, either directly through helping with a scholarships guide by you know, buying a pay it forward coupon or uh, you know, more importantly, come on here or tell me a story about your success. You, and again, you don't have to be on the show. You just come on and, and write me a letter and say, hey, this is what I did. I think this would encourage other people. And, and we'll talk more with other people. We have a new uh, program coordinator, Matt Len, is doing a great job of getting out there. If there's somebody you're interested in hearing from, uh, if there's a career that you're interested in or a pilot that you want me to talk to, let me know. We'll go out. We'll set up the interview. And uh, luckily, that's been you know, it's been such a blessing. The podcast that uh, we're able to do that. Uh, we'll just call whoever it may be, whatever agency, and and have them on the show. Uh, so I'm really really excited to do that. But most importantly, in the in the, any career and anything in your life, whether it's your business, your career, your home life, uh, your spiritual life, whatever, the most important thing that you need to do is you need to actually take action. And the action doesn't have to be something really big. It could be something small, but I want you to do something today to move forward in your life and in your career. And that's exactly why you will become successful by taking that one small little step every day. So take that step today in your aviation career. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.